Peace be with you. And good morning. Obviously, Pastor Jason, if you weren't here earlier, and you are visiting, our pastor is in California, himself, in a prayer. And so today, I'm not going to talk about Luke. I'm not going to be in the chapter of Luke. I'm going to talk about prayer today. And the reason why I want to talk about prayer is it's so very important to all of us. And it's very important to Him. And so today, when I'm talking about prayer and how it fits into our lives, in essence, God loves to hear our prayers. Each and every day. And so, if you're looking at prayer, you can define it generally as a function. It's something you do. You can pray about it in that of a request in a humble manner in a plea form there are various means if you look at it as a definition I believe for the Christian for us it's a relationship with God and we have that opportunity each and every day Now, actual worded prayers in the Bible, word that's said in the Bible, what testament do you think has the most prayers? Come on, just guess. There's only two. Come on. Oh, very good. How many in the Old Testament? I cannot hear you. 176. What book in the Old Testament do you think has the most prayers? Right on. We're on fire today. Huh? Now, how many in Psalms? Miss Bev? <laughs> there are. How many prayers in Psalms, though? They're not all prayers. About 72. Again, I think some of that is, is taken as such. In the New Testament, what book do you think? In the New Testament. There are 45. Any guess? Starts with an N. That's good, Matthew. 17. 17. So, we're going to begin our prayer journey, and how we're going to do this today, and I know many of you probably have had lectures, gone to seminars, and so on. I'm going to make this more of a kind of interactive message. And with that, what I want to talk about is the fact of getting into the scriptures, and so we're going to have brothers and sisters reading to us today, but I want everyone, everyone, to reach down and grab your Bible, just have it there, don't look at it yet, we're not quite there, because I want you also following the scripture, I think it's very important to be in the Word today, and talk about prayer. And then, uh, we're going to include some prayer time. I'm going to actually have you stand up silently and pray after we go through a few things that we're talking about with prayer and the meaning of prayer. So, to get started, our first reader will be Jan, and we're reading from James chapter 5, verses 13 through 20, 
They're found in, on page, we're going to take our time, 1199. 1199. And I'll let Jan start when I feel everyone is there. I want everyone to be there, please. Now she's reading, and this is a topper mistake. I took mine from the English version, English Standard Version. Yes, me. So don't get too excited. It's about the same. We'll be there for all with the Lord here, people. All right. Are we ready? Jan, start her off, please. I've had individuals say, well, how do you pray? How can I come about prayer? And, and, and it's got to be meaningful. People, it's got to come from your heart. It's got to come from your heart. Each and every one of you, I truly believe, are equipped to do this. In turn, as you read these, it's all about prayer in this scripture. And that's what I want to do today is allow you to look at these passages. If you're struggling a little bit with prayer, trying to figure out, just take this passage. Within this passage in itself, <coughs> you can pray forever. And I truly mean that. You can depict from suffering, cheer, to praying over, praying over people, praying for as faith, sins. Prayer of a righteous man has great power. I mean, that word in itself, that sentence in itself. And then what I, I like is the last verse. My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings them back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. It's a powerful, powerful verse. How wonderful that is. They talked about Elijah and, and, uh, and, and we all know about Elijah. He prayed fervently. As we move on, as I was looking into prayer, and, and, and I came upon what's called biblical faith, and I love this. Biblical faith is a confident trust in the internal God who is all-powerful, infinitely wise, and eternally trustworthy. A confident trust in the internal God, our biblical faith, who is all-powerful, infinitely wise, eternally trustworthy. People, God has revealed himself to what you're hoping. The 
then in person, Jesus Christ that descends. Think how powerful that is in looking at prayer. And I wrote a little notation to myself. He will never leave us. That's the beauty. He's always here. So he loves us to pray. I've got Phil praying next. From 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 24. You've heard this before. Pages 1171, 1171. Give you a couple minutes to get there. 1 Thessalonians. If you go through the through the New Testament, oh, halfway through possibly. I don't even know. I'm taking it. Phil, let her rip. So, again, you can divide the scripture message up. Rejoice. There's thanks. Pray without. I can't hear you. Pray without. Pretty weak. Pray without. Still weak. We'll learn that. God, Christ Jesus, abstain from every form of evil. God of peace, sanctify you completely. This part. Your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming. He's coming back, people. At the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Pray without. That's what I like, Nate. You're getting there. You're getting there. Okay, let's move forward. How to improve our prayer life. We'll take four steps in this. And we'll get moving on. One is to pray regularly. Any place, anywhere, anytime. Any place, anywhere, anytime. I don't care if you're in your car, you're standing in the line, you're at work, you want to close your eyes for 15, 20 seconds, you pray, please. God listens. Not always our prayers have to be challenging. They have to be under crisis. God loves you just to say thank you. You know what bothers me most when I get up in the morning? I don't sometimes say thank you to God. How hard is it for me to crawl out of bed, put my feet on the floor, and say, God, thank you for another day? You know I don't. Not always. And it frights me when I do it. And I think, and I have to, then what do I do? I have to go back and say, God, forgive me. Yeah. I, can't. I know. Isn't that crazy? Wow. So, people, He's always with us. And you just have to remember. I understand the importance of the Word and getting in the Word and worship. But sometimes we, we overlook the fact that God just likes to hear from us. He wants us in the Word, but talk to Him as well. So we talk about, I talk about a 
kingdom of God at Jen, who prayed big time. We know Daniel and David did. Uh, just reminded you of some prayer thoughts. It's a daily and it's face-to-face -face time. And here's where you have to be careful. And I know I have even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. When we're talking about that scripture, God knows our hearts, our every thought. So when you come to him, be honest. Be honest. When you come to him and talking to him, there's even a time when they say, you can get a little angry. Now when I say that, be careful how I am and you're interpreting this. I think there are times when people are very assertive, as I would like to say. Moses was. Jeremiah was. Oh, the New Testament. things just to be, he's not an errand boy. 
He's not a little cosmic air boy sitting up there saying, well, today I'd like this, I'd like this. I just don't believe him. Will they be answered right away? Not always. I'll give you a book at the, at the end of the message, which we in a Bible study film a few others on Fridays. Very, very interesting. Regardless, use everyday language. You don't have to use anything outside of everyday language to talk to our God. He's not looking for any paragraphs written correctly, grammatically, whatever. Talk to him. And that's what oftentimes we forget. Also, don't be careless in talking to him. Remember, he is holy, he's truly majestic. He's perfect. Accept that. He has all the authority. We do not. Let's go on and move into praying fervently. We'll have Karen read the next scripture. This is in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 10. Pages 1156 in the Bible. 17, Phil already prayed about with prayer without ceasing. Let's pray constantly. So you have us praying regularly. You have us praying honestly. You have us praying 
in a fervent manner. When I say fervently, it's, it's a committed manner. You want to do it. It's part of your life. And finally, praying constantly. And when I say this, I look at it as a fellowship with God. It's unbroken communication with God. And finally, if you look at that, that's a true spiritual relationship with him. We are truly blessed. And so, God knows us. Submit to him. Be humble. He knows us in our heart. I'd like you to stand. Take a minute or two. And just pray. Right now. Please stand up. Please stand up. Please stand up. Let's take time. Pray. To our everlasting God. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In your own way. From your own hearts. Please. Finally. Max Lucado, that you've probably heard of before, he's got a great book out called Grace, Daily Devotional. And he says, know how to deepen your prayer life? This is his first that sentence. Pray, period. Don't prepare to pray, just pray. Don't read about prayer, just pray. Don't attend a lecture on prayer or engage in discussion about prayer. Just pray. Prayer is between you and God. It's a precious jewel. complex.